This is Women in Revival Podcast. Today, we will be continuing the series, Learning from Wives in the Bible. Our sub-series is, Hannah, When Barrenness Threatens Your Home. Our topic for today is, The Challenge of Hannah. Hannah had a serious challenge in her life. Her husband, Elkanah, was married to another woman because Hannah could not have children, and that woman had children. Hannah's home was a very difficult one. Maybe you are in the same situation as Hannah. Your husband may not be married to another woman, but maybe he has a mistress. Maybe he's cheating on you. Maybe he's carrying on with another woman behind your back. Sister, I pray that God will help you to be a woman like Hannah, who in spite of her husband's double dealing, in spite of her husband's cheating, in spite of her husband's bad behavior, still lived a godly life and was able in the end to produce one of Israel's greatest prophets. Sister, use this time that you are in to engage God. Use this time to seek the face of God and ask him to help you. Deborah Shinbi will now take us further on this subject. Father, thank you for this privilege again to continue this series. And I am praying that you will open up your word and everyone that is going to this speak and keep their hearts and their marriages in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to welcome you back to Women in Revival podcast. I am praying that you will find it to be a time of blessedness, even as you join this series. Now, I started this series tagged Learning from Wives in the Bible. We've been looking at the ordeals of different women in the Bible. The outcome of that ordeal, do they allow that ordeal to adorn the gospel as their life is totally yielded to the Lord, or do they mess things further? So far, we've looked at three women. We saw Eve, the first wife, Eve and the total stranger. Then we saw Ruth treading the path of widowed. Then we saw the last time now, Abigail and a house under fire. So we'll be moving on to the fourth sub-series. And I am praying that as we go through this, the Lord will open your eyes, even as we look at the life of the next woman. I don't know what may be happening in your marriage, but one thing that I know is that the plan of God is that we enjoy marriage. Now, not without its challenge and difficulty and what have you, but despite the challenges and the difficulties, the intention of God is still that we enjoy our marriage. And my prayer is that as we look at each and every woman, even throughout all this series, may the Lord paint a picture of your own marriage to you and also show you what you need to do in that marriage. Your marriage is not my marriage, but there is a common ground for every marriage. There is a universal servant, so to say, which is the word of God. So on this sub-series, we want to look at Hannah, when barrenness threatens your marriage. And we'll be settling on the book of 1 Samuel chapter 1. So do you want to grab your Bible as we do this together? Whatever form of Bible you've got, lay your hands on it 
And on today's episode, let us look at the challenge of Hannah. Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 1 and we just read verse 1 and 2. And it says, Now there was a certain man of Ramatim Zophim of Mount Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zoph, and Ephratite. And he had two wives. The name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other Penina. And Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. Amen. So we are looking at the challenge that Anna faced. So from this scripture in this first Samuel chapter 1 and the two verses we've read, the first two verses, we are being introduced to the husband of Anna. We are told there was a certain man and they describe where the certain man was from. Just like your husband has a root, he's from a particular culture, a particular, a particular background. So Anna's husband was from Ramate Zophim of Mount Ephraim, and we are told his name was Elkanah. He was the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, and they describe him, and then the town where he came from, it was an Ephratite. So you can identify even with Hannah's husband that he was a human being, just like your husband too. And verse 2 then tells us that this husband of Hannah had two wives. The name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other was Penina. And looking at the way this name were arranged, I believe Hannah was the first wife. And then the Bible says Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. So we want to look at the challenges that faced Hannah even in her own, own marriage. First, we are told she was barren. She had no child in that marriage. We don't know how long she had been married for. We don't know how many years she's been in barrenness. But one thing that we are certain of is that she was a barren woman. And maybe you are going through this series with us also. You've been married over a year, for two years, for three years, maybe up to a decade and more than that. And yet there is no child in that marriage. You are saying that it happened to a particular woman also in her own marriage. Then the issue that faced Hannah, the challenge that faced her, the challenge of barrenness led to a mistress in her husband's life. You know what we read earlier told us, verse 2, and he had two wives. So the husband now had to look for alternative. I don't know as a woman, you know how painful that would be. You know how saddened that would be. So there was a barrenness in Anna's life as if that is not enough. Then the husband now, the one whom they both stood before the Lord to say, yes, I do. I will, I will go with you, both in sickness, in this and that. Yet we are seeing the husband breaking his marital vow. So this barrenness in Hannah's marriage led to her husband bringing in another woman. And maybe this may be your situation also. Maybe for years of marriage, you've got no child. And for your husband now, he's looking for other women outside your marriage. Maybe 
his families or whoever or friends, they've arranged another woman for your husband. Maybe as a result of your barrenness, you've heard that your husband have actually had a child outside the marriage. We are seeing the same even in the case of Hannah, a woman of heaviness, a woman who was barren and for her barrenness, her husband could only pay her back by bringing in another woman into that matrimony. Meanwhile, the Bible says he who made them in the beginning made them male and female, not male and females. Yet we are seeing Elkanah bringing in another woman into the picture. And like I said, maybe this is your story. Maybe this is your circumstance also. I'm praying that you will learn even from the person of Hannah. Maybe you have discovered text messages from other women on your husband's phone. Maybe you are detecting emails from other women, even in your husband's um, email account. Maybe in his WhatsApp, you are seeing chats from other women. Maybe you have been following him on all his Facebook activities. Maybe you are noticing your husband engaging another woman on Facebook. Maybe, I don't know what your maybe, maybe. <laughs> But one thing that I know that the life of Anna will be a challenge for you. We are seeing the challenge of Anna as a married woman. She was barren. She had barrenness to deal with. And as if that was not enough, her husband topped it up by bringing in another woman. And if you go down and look at what this woman called Penina did with Anna, you will pity Anna. Now, let me quickly go to 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 6, and it says, And her adversary also provoked her so. Now, who is that adversary? That was her husband's mistress. For to make her fret, are you seeing? Because the Lord had shut up her womb. We are seeing the reason for Anna's barrenness. The reason for Anna's barrenness was because God himself shut up her womb. And yes, a mistress in her husband's life is making life miserable now for her. I don't know what this woman may have been doing to Hannah. Maybe Penina may have been chatting Hannah, texting Hannah, making life miserable for Hannah. We don't know what Penina may have been doing, but she made life miserable for Hannah. Maybe the story of Hannah is like many of you. Your husband has mistress or even many other women who are now tailgating you on your Facebook accounts, on your WhatsApp, on your various social media. Maybe for you, the woman is actually calling you, threatening you as though you are no longer the legitimate wife. The Bible says that Penina provoked Anna saw in the home. She made life unbearable for Hannah even in our own. This mistress called Penina was given birth to children. Her own womb was open. She could have children as many times as she wanted. But for Hannah, the legal wife, the main wife, the real wife before the Lord, her womb was shut. I am praying that as we journey through this series and consider the life of Hannah, Whatsoever your challenge be, may you learn 
to handle such challenges. May you learn to know that strange women in your husband's life, mistress, other ladies that you are noticing that are getting into your husband's life cannot be a distraction for your marital relationship. As you will see that Anna handled. Anna did not allow Penina to disrupt her relationship with her husband. And it is my prayer that the Lord will give you wisdom also as we consider Anna who was faced with barrenness and now her husband's mistress living right in her home. May the Lord equip you with wisdom as to how to deal with the situation in your own marriage. Amen. is Women in Revival podcast. Yesterday, we continued the series, Learning from Wives in the Bible. Our sub-series is Hannah, When Barrenness Threatens Your Home. And our topic for today is, When a Christian Husband is Double Dealing. Unfortunately, in our day and age, there are still men who think it's okay to carry on with another woman even though they're married, to have another wife or mistress even though they have a wife already. Sisters, maybe you're in a situation like this. Maybe you're in a polygamous marriage where your husband has a mistress who maybe lives with you and maybe doesn't. I pray that God will help you and that you will learn from the life of Hannah. Hannah was a woman who lived in a house where a so-called godly husband, a man who was involved in church worship, was married to two women. And still, Hannah respected her husband. She gave him honour. Even though her husband did not respect her, she wasn't someone who did eye for eye, tooth for tooth. Her husband disrespected her by marrying another woman. But Hannah still maintained her own dignity and her own respect and remained faultless in the eyes of God because she behaved in a good manner towards her husband. I pray that God will help you to overcome any hurt and anger to be able to still respect your husband and behave in a manner that honors him and honors God so you can remain spotless before the King of Kings. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Father God, thank you so much for this series and I am just praying that your Holy Spirit will overshadow our hearts and help us to be wise women who will build our own homes. In Jesus' name, Amen. Welcome back to Women in Reviver. Remember, we are still on the series Learning from Wives in the Bible. And we started this sub-series, Hannah, When Barrenness Threatens Your Marriage. And yesterday, we saw Hannah, the challenge that was facing Hannah in her matrimony. We saw that she was barren. And we also saw that there was a mistress living even in her home. And we saw that despite what the scenario may be in your marriage, God has a way out for your matrimony also. So today, let us go very quickly 
as we look at when a Christian husband is double dealing. When a Christian husband is double dealing. Now, let us go to 1 Samuel chapter 1, and we are reading this time from verse 3 to 8. And I read, again, I am reading from the King James Version. I love King James Version. And it says, And this man went up out of his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Let me pause here for a while. So, Mr. Elkanah, who was Anna's husband, we are told, was a man who will go up to Shiloh every year. So he was a yearly Christian or a Sunday, Sunday Christian. But whichever one we want to call it, he was a Christian, in quote. Now let us go. And the two sons of Eli, Ophini and Phineas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Penina his wife and to all her sons and her daughters portions. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Anna. But the Lord had shut her womb. Are you saying now? So this was a Christian husband, so to say. He will go to the temple, yet he was a man with two wives. This was a man who will carry sacrifice into the temple, yet he has broken vow with the wife of his youth. In verse 5, the Bible says, But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion. So this tells you, deep, deep down in Elkanah's heart, he loved his wife, he loved Hannah. The Bible says, for he loved Anna. The reason why he was giving Anna what he gave Anna was because he loved Anna. And some of you may find yourself in this situation. Your husband, though, is so to say Christian. Now double dealing in extramarital affair. But you realize he buys you things, he cares for you, he does this, he does that. It's not as if he's engaging in extramarital relationship because he hates you. Actually, he loves you. So, we are saying, the Bible says, for he loved Hannah. Then, but the Lord had shut up her womb. So, the reason why Elkanah engaged in the extramarital affairs was because the womb of his wife was shut. Now, am I supporting Elkanah's action? Actually, not. The fact that Anna's womb was shut was not a reason for Elkanah to seek for another woman. But unfortunately, that was the type of man Elkanah was. He wasn't grown to the place of knowing that whether my wife is pregnant or not, we are in this till death do us part. So even though she loved Anna, he sought another woman for what Anna could not give to her. And I want you to begin to think on this and think of the reason why your husband is messing about with other women. And I want us to talk as women. Could it be that there are things he's seeking from you also that he can't get, that he's seeking from other women outside your marriage? You know, sometimes some of us have husband who loves respect, even though you may say, well, he doesn't deserve respect. Yet, women outside his marriage are willing and ready to offer him the respect that he's seeking for. And the moment he finds that woman outside, who is giving him that respect? 
whether the woman is beautiful or not may not necessarily be a matter because some of you may come to know that actually the women your husbands are dating are actually not as beautiful as you but what the man is seeking for is not beauty he's seeking respect so i don't know what your husband could be seeking for so for the husband of anna he was seeking for the opening of the womb and unfortunately for him the lord has shut up the womb of his wife so he loved his wife but he is seeking for what he couldn't get from his wife from another woman and i want you to use this as your own homework maybe you want to pray maybe you've been finding now that your husband is into extramarital relationship do you want to ask god lord what is this man seeking from those women outside that are not offering him that is an homework for you so now in verse 7 the bible says as elkanah did this year by year so elkanah was not a man that did not believe in god he actually believed that there is god he would travel miles to shiloh he will go up with his household and then the bible says when she went up to the house of the lord now talking about hannah so she provoked her therefore she wept and did not eat then said elkanah her husband to her i want you to see the expression of anna's husband why weepest thou and why eatest thou not and why is thy heart grieved am not i better to thee than ten sons oh my god you will say how could he say that what an hypocrite elkanah is is that not what you will say he says anna why are you crying why are you weeping am i elkanah look at me look at my look am i not handsome enough to be your husband look at me hannah what is happening why are you crying why are you not eating why are you grieved am i not better than ten sons to you and you are saying say that to penina then if i if you know that you are better to me hannah than ten sons why did you bring in a strange woman into our marriage and as, as i'm saying this honestly i'm just trying to look at the plight of my fellow sisters in their matrimony and i want to encourage you ladies there is a way out your situation is not the first and yours will not be the last that husband that elkanah of yours whom you think is very slimy whom you think is very crooked whom you think is very wayward god can conquer him i want to encourage you don't let the double dealing of your husband don't let your husband cheating on you don't let the extramarital affair that your husband is getting into destroy your marriage what is happening in your christian home is what is happening in other non-christian homes there are other women who are married who are dealing with the same thing that you are dealing with in matthew chapter 7 i think from verse 24 the lord told the parable of two different kind of people who were building one built on the rock the other one on the sand but one thing was common to both building the rain came upon this the two houses and the one that was built on sand collapsed while the one built on the rock stood 
So despite what is happening, my sister, in your marriage, you want your marriage to stand. You want your marriage to stand upon the rock that never fails. Your husband might have failed you now, but Christ never failed. And I want to encourage you to use this time to deepen your personal work with God. Like I said that in that Matthew 7, Jesus said, The one who hears his word and practices what they hear, what they learn, is like the one who built their house upon the rock. So if you are going to follow the instruction in God's word, if you are going to follow the little I'm going to be sharing with you on this series, I'm telling you, could God help you to turn the situation around in your matrimony? You know, I've had the privilege to talk to women, to counsel women, to listen to their stories. And honestly, sometimes when I hear their stories, it can be very painful. You know, sometimes it can feel like, let me get the husband and give, me, give him some spank. Yet, you know that I can't do that. So, I have to trust the Lord to give me wisdom, to know how to counsel these women from God's view, not from the world view. And many of you ladies, you've been handling the misconduct of your husband. You've been handling the fact that your husband is cheating on you according to the worldview. And I am praying that at the end of this series, the Lord will make you a godly woman like Anna, a woman pushed to the world, yet a woman who too can stand in the right place. Elkanah, Anna's husband, was cheating on Hannah, yet you will see that Hannah did not stop honoring Elkanah. Anna went to church with Elkanah. Anna did not stop going to church with her husband because the husband has two wives. And there are many women out there nowadays. You've broken faith, so to say, with your husband. The husband that you are supposed to follow to church, you've left him on his own. And unfortunately, the church left him to be going to by himself. There he found a strange woman who is now the cause for the trouble in your marriage. I am praying that the Lord will give you the wisdom. The Bible says, Be wise as serpent, but gentle as dove. May the Lord help you to be a Christian wife, a godly wife, a wife whose perspective is not according to the world view, but according to God's view. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Two days ago, we continued this series, Learning from Wives in the Bible. Our sub-series is Hannah, When Barrenness Threatens Your Marriage. And our topic for today is The Wife on Her Knees. Hannah was in a very difficult situation. Instead of arguing with her husband or behaving in a spiteful manner towards him, she instead behaved with a manner of dignity and took her plea to the Lord. She knew if she argued with her husband, it may not necessarily bring results, but if she took it to the King of Kings, 
he had a way in which he would change her story. So Hannah got down on her knees and prayed for a child. Barrenness was the main problem in her marriage. And she went to the Lord and said, Lord, give me a son. Give me a child and I will give him back to you. Hannah was a woman who knew not to go to human beings to ask for what they could not provide, but instead go to the King of Kings. Maybe you are in such a situation. Go to the King of Kings, seek his face for what he wants to give you, and he will indeed help you and deliver your marriage. Deborah Shinobi will now take his father on this subject. Marriage is great mystery. Father, we thank you so much for the continuity of this series, and it is my prayer that you who builds, you will help to build our marriages that the challenges my sisters are facing in their matrimony will break them closer to you. You will help their lives so that they can be the solution to the issues that is facing their matrimony. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So, I want to welcome you back to Women in Revival podcast. We are still continuing the series, Learning from Wives in the Bible. There is no better place to learn for our marriages than the Word of God. Our friends do not have the real picture. Our parents do not have the real picture. The real answer to marital issue is found in the Word of God. So we want to look at the lives of women from the Bible and take a cue for our own matrimony. We are looking at the ordeals of these women, the outcome of the same. Do they allow what faced them to are done the gospel or do they mess things up so i am praying that as we continue to look at these women the lord will equip your heart and transform your marriage so we started the sub-series hannah when barrenness threatens your marriage and maybe for you you are actually not barren but some of the issues that you are seeing in the life of hannah particularly the matter of, of faithfulness infidelity in your marriage Maybe that is something that you are dealing with. You found pictures of other women on your husband's phone. You've even seen printed pictures. You've seen every, every evidence that your husband is dating someone outside your matrimony. Maybe you have actually come to know that your husband has done a kind of marriage with another woman outside your matrimony. Can I say to you, don't throw in the towel yet. Don't give up yet. There is hope. If we allow God to help us, your home can be restored. God is able. So today, we want to move on as we now look at the wife on her knees. Last time, we saw that Hannah's husband was double-dealing. And despite it all, she still honored her husband. She went to church with her husband. She would have cooked for her husband. She would have done her part for her husband. Conjugal role, she would have played it to her husband. So today, let us go on and look at the wife on her knees. Again, we are going to go back to that first Samuel chapter 1. And we are going to read verse 9 to 11. And I'm reading. So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh. And after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the Lord, and she was in bitterness of soul, and prayed unto the Lord, and wept so. And she vowed a vow, and said, O Lord of hosts, 
if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thy handmaid but wilt give unto thy handmaid a man child then i will give him unto the lord all the days of his life and there shall no result come upon his head so we are seeing hannah how she handled a challenge in a matrimony the bible says anna rose up after they finished eating after they finished drinking then what happened the bible says she was in bitterness of soul but that bitterness took her to the place of prayer the bible says she prayed unto the lord you see many times wives we have been talking to counselors that will not help our marriage to be stabilized many of you have been talking to counselors to psychologists but not to the lord for hannah she prayed unto the lord she wept unto the lord she was real with the lord she poured out the bitterness of her heart unto the lord she may have told the lord lord remember april the third 1990 when myself and elkanah was joined together in your presence at so 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 church remember lord lord remember it wasn't me who withhold myself from giving elkanah a child lord remember she may be crying she may be weeping but she was pouring out her heart unto the lord you see unfortunately many women and i dare say even christian women we've wept to people we've wept to people who will not give us godly counsel people who will advise you to move out of your marriage to abandon that man people who will probably introduce you to another man but for hannah she went on her knees she prayed she saw the challenge that was facing her as a matter to pray about and not a matter to quarrel with you see she wasn't quarreling with penina some of you you are tailgating the strange woman in your husband's life you are calling the woman you are telling the woman leave my husband alone and you know it's like there is now a kind of argument between you and your husband's mistress no you don't need that you don't need that there is a place where matters are handled if only you are a praying wife oh how many relationships you would have taken out of your husband's life in the place of prayer so for hannah she went on her knees she prayed unto the lord she wept before the lord she made a promise before the lord she said god the trouble that is troubling my marriage is that i could not give my husband a child i know my husband loves me i know he cares for me but he's not that type of a man that has grown up that has man up enough to know that child or children is not the highest goal of marriage lord since my husband has not grown to this point will you hear my cry will you open my womb so that i can have a child and god heard her i am praying that whatsoever is the issue happening in your marriage you will learn to take that thing before the lord you will take your husband his misconduct you will take the same to the lord i hope you know that a husband that is double dealing 
that is having extramarital affair in your matrimony. Such a man is not born again. I'm sorry to say this, but this is the honest truth. Your husband may be quoting Old Testament people and say Abraham had so, so so amount of wives. David had many, even Solomon, and mentioned many. <laughs> Unfortunately, all these men were not God's perfect example for us. Christ is the only perfect example. And marriage in God's sight is meant to be between a man and a woman. So if your husband is in a relationship outside your marriage, Actually, yes, there may be a tangible reason for that. But can I say, the underground problem is that your husband do not know God. I'm sorry to tell you this, but that is the truth. So you now have a mandate to be praying for the salvation of the soul of your husband. You have a need to be crying to God to save your husband. Your prayer actually is not law. Take away these women from my husband's life. Ask the Lord to open his eyes to see what it means to walk with God. Maybe yours is having children with different women about and yet he is a Christian. So to say, maybe a minister. You have a dire need to bring the soul of that man before the Lord in prayer. The book of James chapter 5 verse 16 and 17 says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Now, let me stop here before I move on. Now, I was reading from the New Living Translation. So, in a situation like this, where you've come to know that your husband is dating someone else, the possibility to have offended your husband also will be there. Let's be real. You may have said things that you ought not to say. You may have done things that you ought not to do. You may have actually gone out of your way to deal with the other party, the other woman. The Bible says, confess your sins to each other. So you want to go before your husband. Let him know, I'm sorry that I spoke to you this way. I'm sorry that I did that. You play your part. You may say, why? What's Deborah saying? Is she's asking me to be the fool in the marriage? Actually, yes. Yes. You see, there is a saying from my background that to capture a, a monkey, you have to be a monkey. To capture a fool, you have to be a fool. Because I'm sorry, I'm not saying your husband is a fool, but it takes a foolish man not to see that your wife is God's best package for you. It takes a man that lacked understanding to go into extramarital relationship. So for you to conquer this man, you want to come down. You want to humble yourself. So confess your sin to each other. Tell him, I'm sorry, whichever way I've acted in the midst of this, I'm sorry. And then the Bible says where you confess to each other so that you may be healed. So that when you will go before the Lord in prayer, you are going to the Lord out of a clear conscience. Then it goes on. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Wow. Are you a righteous wife? Are you a godly wife? Or you too, you are just going to church. You don't have a right standing before God. Then this is the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Give us a call after this series or send me a chat, an email. Go on our website and I will follow you up. You have a need to give your own life to the Lord. 
if you are not walking in righteousness how do you help such a man and then verse 17 says elijah was as human as we are and yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall none fell for three and a half years wow so that is the power of prayer you know as i'm reading this it's reminding me of something that actually happened while i was about to start this recording there's this rain that started and i just said to the lord lord i'm about to do this recording this rain must not disturb me i am your servant the rain is your servant so this rain must not hinder me from this recording this rain needs to stop till i finish my recording and god heard i'm telling you elijah was as human as we are and yet when elijah prayed honestly are you seeing he prayed honestly he did not give up praying he prayed that there would be no rain and none fell for how long three and a half years my encouragement to you as i round this episode is woman be a praying woman are you a born again woman go on your knees for your husband quarreling with that man will not help actually proverbs 15 verse 1 says a soft answer turns rot away you want to answer softly that's why i was saying are you a righteous person it takes a righteous woman to say yes i will play the fool i will play the fool in this relationship i will trust god to help me so that the life of this man is helped and it is my prayer that you will be a woman who is constantly on her knees in prayer for your husband and not fighting or quarreling with the mistress in your husband's life i am praying that you will take it to these words remember what i told you what i told you last time that jesus told the parable matthew 7 two types of people who heard god's word but the wise one did what the word of god says if you are rise from this podcast to do what the word of god says could this be the beginning of revival in your heart in your home amen This is Women in Revival podcast. Three days ago, we continued this series, Learning from Wives in the Bible. Our sub-series is Hannah, When Barrenness Threatens Your Marriage. And our topic for today is, When the Church Does Not Understand Your Plight. Hannah was in a situation of when she was praying for God to help give her son and deliver her marriage, where the priest, the high priest, the leader of the church came and started rebuking her for praying. He said she was drunk and that she should go away. Sisters, maybe you're in a situation where your church condones or does not understand or blames you for what is happening in your marriage. Hannah, instead of fighting, told her story plainly and said, I'm coming to seek God's face for a son. She behaved in a respectful manner to those who were wrongly accusing her and behaving in a vindictive manner towards her. 
Hannah, in spite of it all, remained strong and allowed God to take the driving seats of her life. Maybe you are in such a situation. Learn from the life of Hannah. Deborah Shinobi will now take his father on this subject. Father God, we thank you so much for the privilege to continue this series again. I am just praying that what is in your heart for every man going through this will be materialized. In Jesus' name, Amen. I want to welcome you back to this Women in Revival podcast, this series, Learning from Wives in the Bible, and particularly this sub-series of Hannah when when barrenness threatens your marriage i am praying that this series will open your eyes will grant you an understanding of the plan and the purpose of god for you as the wife in the marriage you know a scripture came to my heart amos chapter 3 verse 3 that can two work together except they agree you want to agree with god in as much as you want to see agreement between you and your husband. The situation that may be facing your matrimony now. Like I said, maybe for you, you actually have children in your matrimony. Yet, your husband is messing up. Your husband is into extramarital relationship. The way to resolving this matter is to stand in agreement with the Lord. You want to walk with the Lord in holiness of character in righteousness then you'll be able to bring your husband to the same place in the place of prayer now on today's series i want us to look at when the church understand not your plight we saw all that have been happening in the home of hannah hannah was married to a heart throb so to say and we don't know how long they've been married but we just know that at some point the husband brought in another woman the husband got hooked up with another woman called Penina. And we saw that this woman came into Elkanah's life, into Anna's marriage, because Anna could not produce for her husband what her husband desired, which was a child. So he brought in Penina, yet Elkanah still loved Anna. And we saw what was happening, how Penina made life miserable unto Hannah, yet at no time did the bible show us how hannah engaged penina no anna instead engaged god she actually did not quarrel with her husband and also we saw that this husband that anna married to was actually a religious man he will go shiloh every year he will go and sacrifice yet he was a man living in sin so now today i want us to see what was also going on even in the church itself. A church where the pastor knew that a man is in extramarital relationship. A church where the pastor knew that the man is married to another woman outside his real wife. So let us go and read 1 Samuel chapter 1. We take it from verse 12 to verse 18. And it reads, And it came to pass as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli marked her mouth. Now, this is Anna. She was praying before the Lord. 
she actually did not go to the pastor, Pastor Eli. So while Hannah was praying, the Bible says, Eli marked her mouth. Eli watched her mouth. Verse 13. Now, Hannah, she spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long will thou be drunken? Put away thine wine from thee. And Hannah answered, No, my Lord. Are you seeing Hannah? This tells you the type of wife Hannah was. Pastor Eli, having watched and watched and observed Hannah the way she was praying, all he could conclude was, This woman is a drunk woman. She's drunk. Put away your wine, he said. What kind of blow is this? A woman facing barrenness? A woman facing trouble in a marriage? A woman whose husband is now in another affair with another woman? This woman is in church seeking solace, seeking refuge. Yeah, this is all the pastor could say. Pastor Eli said, throw away your wine. But the Bible says, Anna answered, no, my Lord. Are you saying? So this tells me that even in her matrimony, she was not a fiery speaker. She wasn't firing back to her husband, not to Penina. When the pastor said whatsoever he said, she referred to Eli as my Lord. And she explained herself. She said, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink. But have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine handmaiden for a daughter of Beliah. For out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Are you seeing her explaining to Pastor Eli? 17. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace. And the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, let thine hand may find grace in thy sight. So the woman went away and did it, and her countenance was no more sad. Wow, the power of a praying woman. The power of a praying wife. So we are seeing Hannah, who was not only going through tribulation in her own marriage. Her husband has brought in his mistress into their matrimony. And here is this woman again at church. The mistress will make life miserable for Hannah. And while Hannah went before the Lord to pray again, even the pastor was not kind to her. And maybe that is your situation also. People in your, in your church may not necessarily understand what you are going through in your matrimony. Maybe you felt they are taking the side of your husband. Maybe you felt, well, pastor does not understand. But did you see the way Hannah undoed church, even when church understood not Hannah's plight. She did not disrespect Eli. She did not look down on Eli. She did not look that opportunity to transfer her aggression, her sadness, her sorrow upon Eli. No, she was a woman who undoed her emotion well. And this is what I want to say to you also. As a wife who is battling even extramarital relationship in your matrimony, 
and it seems church is not understanding. Maybe actually church is the one that arranged another woman for your husband. Sometimes you think, how can that be? But there are stories like that. There are. There are pastor's wives who went away with church members. There are church members who went away with pastor and pastor's wife became, you know, all sorts of stories. There are women who are married to their husbands. Their church arranged another woman for their husbands. There are many terrible stories that you hear and you wonder, is this church? Yet, despite it all for Hannah, she undoed the situation when she did not disrespect Eli and she did not disrespect her husband and she did not disrespect the Lord. She took the matter unto the Lord and when she had the privilege to explain herself to her pastor, she did that in humility. And I am praying so that you don't become a trouble to everybody, particularly your in-laws also. Maybe they may be thinking you are the trouble. You are the reason for the challenge in your marriage. How you handle this, how you express your view, how you express your sorrow to them matters a lot. And I am praying that the Lord will give you wisdom as to how to carry your countenance, as to how to bring forth your, your word. The scriptures in Proverbs 25, verse 11, and it says, do you want to open it also? A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pictures of silver. Are you saying, if the word you will speak well with your in-laws at church, they are words that are fitly spoken. How will they be? Apples of gold in pictures of silver. And I am praying that the Lord will help you to open your mouth with wisdom. As you deal with those in your church, as you deal with your in-laws, your husband's friends, even regarding the situation in your matrimony. May the Lord grant you a greater wisdom than you granted unto Hannah. And do remember, you can always give us a call. Contact us and let us see how we can work with you, how we can trust the Lord to step in, even in your situation. So, in a nutshell, you are the one who wants to focus yourself on the Lord. Trust the Lord to help you and help your husband. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Four days ago, we continued the series Learning from Wives in the Bible. Our sub-series is Hannah, When Baroness Threatens Your Marriage. And our topic for today is God Still Vindicates. God vindicated Hannah. He restored to her her marriage in some form. And he also gave her a son and many other children. Sister, God vindicates those who trust in him. Maybe you're in such a situation, don't spend time crying over your barrenness or complaining to your husband or fighting with his mistress. Instead, engage the King of Kings who controls the hearts of all men 
engage the one who can help you. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Heavenly Father, thank you for this series and how you've helped us in that all for. We praise you, Lord, even as we bring our Ebenezer stone. As we finish this series today, I am praying that you will touch the heart of all the ladies that are going through this. You know what is happening in their marriages. I may not know. Some of them may be struggling with the things that I'm saying. That how is she saying that? You know, how would I? Why would I be full in the marriage? Lord, I am praying that you will open their heart. You will help them so that they can be the help you intended them to be, even in their marriage. Amen. So I really, really appreciate you joining us to the end of this series. We are still on learning from wives in the Bible and still on the sub-series. Hannah, when barrenness threatens your marriage. I hope the life of Hannah that we've looked at in a little way has helped you and to see how to act, what to do in your own matrimony. Today, as we round up this series, I'm not going to take much of your time. I want us to look at the fact that God still vindicates. God still vindicates. Let us go to that same 1 Samuel chapter 1, we read verse 19 and 20. And the Bible says, And they rose up in the morning early, and worshipped before the Lord, and returned, and came to their house to Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah his wife, and the Lord remembered her. Wow! This was a woman that has been through a lot in her marriage. Her husband brought in a strange woman into a matrimony. Yes, she did not leave that marriage. Her husband's um, mistress made life miserable to her. Yes, she did not correct the woman. Even the church was not helping. Yet she stood well in God. And now the Bible says, the Lord remembered Hannah. Lady, God vindicates. And that is the honest truth. Some of the things I'm sharing on this series may look strange, may sound old-fashioned, but the word of God remains ever true. It remains ever true. The world view of dealing with husband is not the biblical view. And if you are going to win the heart of your husband, you are going to do it through God's word, through God's view. You are going to use the biblical view and not the world view. So, Anna... Having stood as a biblical woman, what are we saying? The Lord remember her. Verse 20. Wherefore it came to pass, when the time was come about, after Hannah had conceived, are you seeing? She conceived that she bare a son. Hannah gave birth to a son and called his name Samuel, saying, because I have asked him of the Lord. That is what you need to do. Ask of the Lord. God vindicates. God still hears when we cry to him. God still honors the prayer of his people. And I am praying that you will put your mind at rest, knowing that God still vindicates. And Psalms 147 verse 3 says, He healed the broken in heart and binded up their wounds. God heals broken-hearted women. He can bind up your wound. He did it for Hannah, and he can do it for you. 
It can restore your husband. It can restore your marriage. It can bring your husband's soul to himself. It can redeem your husband's soul. If you go to 1 Samuel chapter 2 now, from verse 1 to 10, you will see the prayer, the prayer of praise that Hannah rendered. She said, and Hannah prayed and said, my heart rejoiced in the Lord. Are you saying, my heart rejoiced in the Lord? Mine horn is exalted in the Lord, and my mouth is enlarged over mine enemies, because I rejoice in thy salvation. Verse 2. There is none holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee. Neither is there any rock like our God. Talk no more so exceeding proudly. Let not arrogancy come out of your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty men are broken, and they that stumbled are guided with strength. Are you seeing Hannah? So, yes, the bow of mighty men, mighty people like Penina, the strange women in your husband's life. The Bible says this bow of such strong people are broken, and then they that stumble are guided with strength. Anna was guided with strength. They that were full have hired out themselves for bread. And they that were hungry seized, so that the barren have born seven. And she that had many children is waxed feeble. Are you saying? If you come before the Lord as one feeble, you will see God strengthen you. You don't want to use the strength of friends advice, the strength of friends action. You need the biblical view. And then it goes on in verse 6. The Lord killeth and maketh alive. He bringeth down to the grave and bringeth up. The Lord maketh poor and maketh rich. He bringeth low and lifteth up. He raiseth up the poor out of the dust and lifteth up the beggar from the dunghill to set them among princes and to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's and he have set the world upon them. He will keep the feet of his saints. Are you seeing? He can keep your feet in your marriage, and the wicked shall be silent in darkness, for by strength shall no man prevail. You cannot prevail in your marriage in your strength. I'm telling you, two wrongs cannot make it right, like I've been saying. Verse 10, the adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Out of heaven shall he thunder upon them. The Lord shall judge the ends of the earth, and he shall give strength unto his king, and exalt the horn of his anointed. Woman, I am praying that you will come to know that God still vindicates. And he is able to vindicate you. He is able to fight for you if only you can step out of the way. Maybe you've been using all sorts of gimmicks, all sorts of advice. You've been retrieving all sorts of information from different people to use in your marriage, to attack your husband, to make him do what you want. That is not going to work. It is high time to humble yourself before God, before your husband, and go on your knees also in prayer, both for your husband and for your marriage. You have no business following up with the strange women in your husband's life. You have no need, you know, chatting the girlfriends, tailgating them on their social media. No, you need to go and rest and rest in the presence of God. And it is my prayer that the God that defended Hannah in her own matrimony, 
will arise to defend you also as you act as a godly woman. Amen. <music>